Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. there everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one this week the mma media matchmaking crowns return following a weird and wacky and strange ufc vegas 65 event Derek lewis and sergey spivak did not do the damn thing in fact they did not do anything they did not fight each other at all we ended up getting a new main event a couple of fights before the main car was set to begin and i'll just say this probably won't be a very long show because there weren't many journeys to take here, but we'll give our picks. We'll take some of yours and we will do the darn thing for the last time in the month of November. I am Mike Heck and joining me in this venture, the Prince of positivity, the best friend, the co-host, the co-matchmaker. He just does it all. Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Hello, AK. Hello, my best friend. Yeah. Somehow on a, on a car, on a night that also had, misfit boxing three i can't even say the full name it's like it's like misfits versus it's like misfit versus the zone x series zero zero three something like that uh somehow somehow this the ufc card was stranger than that it was stranger than that influencer uh boxing event which i want to talk about a little bit because i did have to cover it i mean this event had was main evented by dean the great versus walid sharks pretty sure not the real name of both, not the you know government name of both men, uh, Greg Hardy of course beating Hasim Rahman Jr. pretty convincingly too. Not the greatest showing for Hasim Rahman Jr., the son of a of a two time heavyweight champion. Um, I I I'm, I think he may have dodged a bullet not taking that Jake Paul fight now to be honest after seeing Rahman's um, somewhat poor performance. Though, if anyone watched, Greg Hardy was way 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 bigger than him, almost one hundred pounds, ninety four pounds bigger. So it looked like a freak show fight. Uh, which is, again, on this kind of card is exactly what it was. Someone named Phase Temper knocking out Overt Flow in 30 seconds with one punch. Mike, I'm sure that whole sentence made sense to you. I know you're a big esports guy. You love Phase Clan. You're wearing a, people can't see, you're wearing a Phase Clan hoodie right now. I am. Um, you love Phase Clan. So I know he represented Phase Clan very well. So I'm very sad. Some uh, uh, There was supposed to be a, a women's boxing match involving six ar6 ie6 or apparently that's uh barbie three six i i had to look this up with i had to put this turn the safe search off to find out who this person was uh that bet was canceled with for legal problems with uh barbie three six apparently and uh knickknack paddywhack fought are you familiar with knickknack paddywhack doesn't he uh give a dog a bone or something that would be a great gimmick. No, he uh, he's a heavyweight man. I found he's the he's the oh no baby. What is you doing, guy? You know you know the oh no baby. What is you doing, meme? You ever seen oh that? okay. That's wasn't it, it wasn't this old man who who played one? Played you are losing thumb. You are losing so many of our audience right now. I'm trying to bring in our hit. I'm trying to bring in the hip cool audience. Talking about we're not knick-knack. hitting that AEW demo, are we? AK? We're not hitting the AEW demo. Nick Knack Fatty Whack versus Minicon. 
uh, which ended in a disqualification due to holding. So that was great on uh, Knickknack <laughs> Paddywhack Lost. Anyway, so I, I run that all down again, just to say, again, somehow the UFC card was stranger. Losing its main event, uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta, Chase Sherman kind of becoming the de facto penultimate fight on the card. Uh, what else was weird here? It just felt flyweight. The flyweight fly fight had eight hundred fouls, and none of all them the were, fight, none of them Johnson. led to any point deductions. Not one point deduction from Mister Keith No Nonsense Peterson. Uh, not one point deducted. I mean, again, listen, I don't envy him having to officiate that fight. Like I said, it was it was bizarre, but it was strange, even more bizarre not to see not to see a point taken away. Ricky Tercios just being Ricky Tercios. I mean, any card he's on is gonna have a little bit of weirdness on it. Two spinning kick knockouts. Yeah, I mean, this was this was on paper. This was a strange card. Then it lost the main event, and all this stuff happened, uh, and it turned into a truly, truly strange evening. So, for anyone who like watched both events that night, it was just like Twilight Zone stuff. Yes. Um, first off, do we go? Do we go right back to Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak? Do we have that headline? Maybe one of the February Apex cards with how the schedule is playing out, or? Does Sergey Spivak just lose himself a fight with Derek Lewis with all of this? If you're Spivak, you want that fight back for sure. But Derek Lewis has such a big name, like such an established name that like he doesn't have to take that fight again if another good option comes along. I'm sh- the, the UFC matchmakers look at him as someone who can, can headline fight nights against anybody, whether it's Sergey Spivak against another veteran. Like they may decide to go over that route instead. If I'm the matchmakers, my first thought, just put this one back together. It's really only fair to, to Sergey, but uh, I, I do feel a little bit bad for the polar bear. I do feel like uh, there's a chance we just don't see this made again in, in 2023. They'll be like, hey, polar bear, do we have something for you? How about you fight this guy, Alexander Romanov, instead? And it's just so much more fun. Fits your style <laughs> perfectly. Are, are you familiar with that, Jansen Almeida? Because we yes. think that you guys would be a great matchup. <laughs> be a great match- oh, that would be. I mean, you weigh more than him. You, you're on a nice streak. I mean, how about that? Now, if I'm him, I'm they'll probably go back to this one because they're gonna have to fill a spot probably in February. And why not that fight, AK? Why not that fight? But that was not the main event on Saturday. The main event ended up being Kennedy Enzachukwu stopping Iwan Kutalaba. And Enzachukwu, the Fortis MMA standout, he's a very solid hand at 205. He gets it done in round two. And I just no we we have put out this credo with MMAfighting.com. Do the thing. Do the thing. And if there's one person I don't want to see do the thing like we want other fighters to do the thing, it's Kennedy and Sachuku because he's just not that guy. My favorite thing of this entire card was after the knockout. Michael Bisbing, does, he does the post-fight interview, thanks everybody on the UFC staff. I mean everybody from the janitors all the way up to Dana White. <laughs> and then when he was asked, what do you want next? Do you have a name in mind? And he said, and I quote, whatever the UFC gives me, I will take it and I will cherish it forever. Amazing. <laughs> what would you like to see for Kennedy Institute, who is slowly becoming one of my favorite fighters on the roster? Oh, that's perfect, Mike, because he's going to cherish forever the matchup I've given him. One Mr. Ed Herman. Short fuse. I I don't, you you queued this up well because I kind of just picked this as like a, not a jokey fight, uh, but I'm trying to find some sort of veteran test for him. And the thought of him cherishing a matchup with Ed Herman forever now just just makes me laugh. Um, But yeah, I like the idea of it. Uh, There's just so many directions you can go with Nzuchuku. Again, he's not, you know, him and uh, Yuan Kutalaba weren't supposed to be in the main event. So, you know, hats off to both guys. for stepping up, I guess, as it were, not that anything really changed for them, but you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are going to, it, it, it sucks that, you know, a lot of people are kind of going to laugh at when they look back at this card, like, Oh, I can't believe it and Kuchalaba, you know, main evented. And again, it's not making fun of them. It's sort of just making fun of, um, you know, th- these kind of cars that are put together without much of a contingency if the main event falls through, which, uh, which is what happened uh so uh, yeah, I like a match. I just want to still kind of want to see him test it. I think it's a winnable fight. I want to see him rack up a few more wins in a row. He just he's he's a talented guy. He's a finisher, which is great. UFC loves that. But you know, he's just he's he's kind of a two steps forward, one step back guy. So he's 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 gradually 
gradually moving up the rankings. But I, I want to see him get like three, four, five wins in a row before we start talking about like, oh, well, he should fight. He should fight a top 10 guy. Um, I, I don't think Kennedy's there yet, even in the relatively thin lead heavyweight division. So let's uh, let's see what's up with Ed Herman, the longest tenured uh, UFC fighter, I think, according to his. I was looking at like, yeah, he's been around for 17 years and he's now like promoting himself as the uh, longest contracted UFC uh, fighter. And that's, that's a nice gimmick. So uh, whenever he's ready to fight again, let's put him in there with Kennedy. This was kind of tough because you could go so many different places here, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's not a ranked guy, at least not in the MMA fighting global rankings. But I feel like this is the right fight to make, and I don't feel like this guy's going to take 500-plus more days off before he gets back in there, even though he's just brutally knocked out by Kennedy and Suchuku's teammate. It's Dominic Reyes, AK. That's the one. Because if Dominic... And I mean this because... I, and I, Kennedy, you're, you're my boy. You're my boy, dude. You're my boy. If Dominic Reyes can't beat Kennedy and Suchuku... He's done. We know for sure there is no coming back from this. He needs to find a different career. Fighting will no longer be for Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes should be Kennedy at Shuku. But even the the way, even saying it out loud, there's a chance he could lose to Kennedy at Shuku. But I need to know because I don't want to play this game with Dominic. Is he fighting? Is he not fighting? I don't want to feel completely horrified by a matchup. And and I don't think this one completely horrifies me. Could it end with Kennedy knocking out Dominic Reyes, a, a TKO or something? Sure. But at least we will have our answer. At least we will have official closure. And we will know after that fight whether or not Dominic Reyes is, is a UFC caliber fighter anymore. So I'm going with that. I think Kennedy deserves the opportunity. At least in our rankings, he's not fighting a ranked guy. And I think the graduation from an Iwan Kutalaba to a Dominic Reyes, especially now is not that big of a step up. AK. It's just not. So that's what I'm going with a little bit of a different, a little bit different ends than you're going. Although if they do him and Ed Herman, I'm sure he would cherish fighting the longest tenured UFC fighter currently, but I have, I have questions and I feel like Kennedy can give us the answers we're looking for. Yeah. I, I think for anyone who's thinking like, Oh, like, like Kennedy, uh, I'm sorry, uh, you, you know, give after that last Dominic Reyes performance, like, can we not give Dominic Reyes like a, a big, you know, a big step back at light heavyweight? And I mean, technically, Kennedy would be, at least in my rankings. I'm not sure how people, how high people put him after beating Yuan Kuchalaba, but I have him 26th uh, in a division that's about 40 of uh, uh, the UFC light heavyweight roster. It's about 40 guys, give or take, depends who you're counting as active and, and you know, some people on un- uncertain contract situations. So about 40 people. So 26 out of 40. So not super high. He's in a cluster with like Mazmer Zakhanov, uh, Christian, a couple of guys who have beaten him, Don Jung, uh, Nico Nogamirianu. So it's like, you know, you can put him anywhere 20 to 26. He's in that cluster somewhere. So yeah, he is kind of, he is kind of the logical step back. If you're looking for a step back for Reyes, but someone who's not just like a, con- a contender series debutante or just someone who's on like a three, you know, a, si- a similar losing streak, um, if there is anyone, Alexander Gustafsson, I guess. But uh, no, if you're looking for a, still, a, some, like you said, an actual test, Mike, like you're looking for, yeah, like someone who's going to, tell us how much Dominic Reyes has left in the tank. Yeah, Kennedy's not a bad option. I think Kennedy would be a huge favorite going in. I'm talking like minus 250, probably might get even higher come come fight night. You might have a lot of money moving in his direction. Um, but yeah, if that's the case and that's how the fight goes, then you're right. That's might be it for the, uh, the Dominic Reyes era. The second to last fight on the card saw Waldo Cortez Acosta defeat Chase Sherman via unanimous decision and WCA wants to fight December 10th. And I don't think that happens unless, and I don't even know if there's a heavyweight fight on the card. So I don't even, I wrote, I wrote up the updated lineup for UFC 282. There's 15 fights on the card. So there's not going to throw him in there. I don't even remember there being a heavyweight fight on the slate and I could be wrong. So he's not going to get that. I would say, let's wait. Let's get something in front of a crowd. Maybe we do something in March and we do WCA versus Chris Barnett. That's just so much fun. Two guys just throwing hams at each other. I That's fine. I mean, th- th- that's what I want to see. And that I would, if Chase Sherman had won, I would have gone the same direction for Chase. Beast boy versus salsa boy. Yes. Oh God. Yes. yes. Writes itself. Poster. 
I, I think I didn't pick Chris Barnett. I probably because the last time Barnett fought, I think whatever matchup I select for him might still be alive. I'm not sure I have to look that up. Um, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. I I don't know what we have with Cortez Acosta yet. He should have. He should be able to finish Chase Sherman. He should be able to finish it. And Chase Sherman is tough. He's been some more, something wrong, but he also has quite a few memorable knockout losses. Um, who was the first win for Cortez Acosta? Vendera, right? Jared, Jared Vendera. And he couldn't Jared finish Vendera. Jared Vendera. And it couldn't finish Jared Vendera either. That's It didn't bother me as much. I was like, okay, it's his first fight. Maybe he's playing it a little safe. Um, it got a little goofy by the end. Both guys were salsa dancing. So whatever, that was fun in its own way. But Sherman, I'm like, okay, well, this is where the, the first fight jitters are out of the way. He should put this guy away. And he kind of dominated the fight too. So again, I don't know if it's just, you know, he doesn't want to get caught by something dumb from one of these hard hitting heavyweights totally understandable he's walking out with the w anyway getting a, that winner's check um but i do want to see him get a finish unfortunately oddly mike i did not pick a matchup where he's likely to get a finish uh, i want to see him fight tanner bozer Ooh, this is probably like more that. of a yeah it, it, it's again listen this could be an unappeal this, this isn't like a banger uh both guys have pretty like uses a lot of movement so it could it could be a lot of dancing in there it could be a lot of dancing it could be this could be a disaster of a matchup on paper but it's more of I want to see how good Cortez Acosta is because I know I know he's better than guys like Jared Vendera and Chase Sherman, respectable veterans. Nothing against them. He's a much more skilled striker than they are. I, I get it. He beats those guys nine times out of ten. Uh, Bozer's tricky. Bozer's tricky, and I want to see what we have with Cortez Acosta. Is is he just like kind of a fun, you know, active technical striker who can take out you know the lower tiers of the heavyweight division, or you know can can I kind of boost him above the middle of the pack? If he beats Bozer, I've kind of boosted him above. The middle of the pack, so I want to know. So, um, sorry everyone, I did not did not pick a uh, not as fun as a Chris Barnett matchup, but uh, maybe we we have something here with Cortez Acosta as far as like actually rank rankings and contendership goes. Yeah, I like that one. It's yeah, it's two guys who can strike fighting another guy who can strike, so that'll be fun. How about Muslim Salikov, AK? I the fight went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. If Salikov could just weather that. Fialho first round storm. He's going to win. He's probably going to finish tough first round. I picked second round TKO. I was so damn close, but Salikov did doesn't get blown out of the water in the first, even though Fialho had some success. He comes back 10 eights Fialho in the second stops him in the third. Fialho just took a vicious beating in this fight. And I thought referee Chris Dione stepped in and really saved Fialho from himself. This is a great stoppage. That spinning back kick to the face was so brutal because he just kept landing it to the body. And then poor Fialo was like, oh, he's got to get me in the body again. And then he took one right upside the head. And you saw like his whole world change, just looking at him facially. Everything just shifted in his entire being. And great stoppage from Chris Dione. So yeah. very it, solid it reminded, win. It reminded me of the second Chandler-Will Brooks fight where like Will Brooks just like rocks Chandler at the end and Chandler's like calling for a timeout or something or he just looks yeah. like he doesn't know what's going on. The referee had to step in. This was the same thing. So he got hit and and uh, Fialio definitely did not know where he was. Like that. That's, that's the brain rattling right there. I mean, it sounds horrible to say, but that is a brain rattling. You could have waved it off there, follow up strikes, whatever. Um, that was scary. That was scary to see how he reacted to that kick. He 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 did not know how to defend himself in that moment, or even I think what like fighting was. That was it was it was disturbing. Yes, it was a very solid win for the king of kung fu. He retains his crown. What do you think, AK? What do we do now? I think I'm sticking with him in the veteran ranks. I just don't know if like I, I I I'm coming off as ageist on some of these shows. I admit, I uh, even my predictions, I predicted Salikov to lose. Uh, so I do keep saying stuff like, "Oh, someone's like too old to you know kind of be a contender," which is we know is not true. We know is not true. And Salikov's in great shape and, and a great fighter has the skills probably to compete for another five six years. Um, but I don't feel particularly inclined to move him up after that fight. So he's staying around the same realm. Uh, Nicholas Dalby, Worley Alves, they're fighting. UFC 283, January 20, January 21st. Time frame works about right. Uh, I'd love to see him and Dalby throw down. Say, uh, Alves would be a different kind of matchup for sure, but would be interesting as well. So no, no, nothing nothing uh, rankings-wise here, but just what I think would be a fun uh, and, and, and it would be a good main, main card matchup, I think, either on pay-per-view or, uh, or fight night. This is actually pretty easy for me. He's not going to be fighting a young man. He's going to fight a guy who's like two years younger than him. But a guy's just, it's just a super fun, compelling matchup. Two Warriors, King of Kung Fu versus Daniel Rodriguez, AK. Lock it up. 
let's just have these guys get in there and have themselves a scrap because there's no way that's not fun. There's just no way. So let's do that. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Speaking of the welterweights, JDM, Jack Della Maddalena, absolutely styles and trucks Danny Roberts. Exactly how the UFC matchmakers saw that fight going, and now, more than likely, he'll be on to UFC 284 in Perth. Western Australia. The question is, who does he fight, AK? My answer, we give him, I know a lot of people are like, let's give him a top 10 guy. No, we're not going to do that because we need to we need to give him a step up, but we need to give him a fight that he's going to be tested, but he's going to get a nice reaction. We want to make him look like a star in Perth, but it's we can't give him a layup fight. So I settled on Alex Morono. I think it's a good test, a guy who will... Get right in JDM's face. He will not be intimidated. I have Marone ranked number 22 in this division. So I think this is a very good, solid test. What do you think? Play the music. Oh, wait a minute. Three, <laughs> two, one. Friends, Friends forever. forever. You picked out. Al- you picked Alex Morono. I love it. I picked Alex Morono. And you have him at 20. Are you also keeping an extended ranking, sir? I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. I-, I try to get okay. it to like 25, some are 30. If we're doing women's bantamweight, it's like 14. I should send you my list and then you can just kind of putz around with it and, and move, move some names around yourself. So this is, it's a, anyway, uh, I have been 25. So yeah, right, right around the same spot. I imagine the names we have around are probably the same too. So yeah, yeah it's a perfect matchup. Um, again, we want to see him tested, but not exposed, not exposed, which is not to say a guy like Alex Morano can't beat him. But I think even if he lost to an Alex Morano, we'd be like, oh, okay, well, you know, here's a few, what he needs to shore up or, or he got caught by, you know, a, a hard Morano punch that, that could happen. Alex Morano's a, a good striker. Um, but at the same time, yes, right, right for another first round knockout or again, just a banger in front of the, in front of the Perth crowd. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, this is where, where they should go. I hope the UFC is thinking about that right away. It just, it's super logical and uh, has, it has bonuses for, for JDM or both guys written all over it. We go to the flyweight division. Charles Johnson gets his first UFC win. It was quote unquote, a, a winner of a split decision against poor Zalgas Zumagulov, who that fight was just so weird. I even tweeted out afterwards. I feel, I feel like I'm two years older after watching that fight. There are so many fouls. It's just so much tomfoolery. Keith Peterson, all the nonsense in 2022. I thought Zuma Gulov won that fight. It's not a fight I will ever go back and watch again. But apparently Zuma Gulov retired. I did reach out to his manager, said he wasn't sure if it was an actual retirement or just an emotional statement uh, that was translated as somewhat of a retirement. But here's two things I know. One, Zaga Zuma Gulov and Courtney Casey 
are just one and the same when it comes to split decisions. None of, none of them can win a split decision, whether we all think she won or he won or not. The judges will never score a fight for him. That's very, very close. And for Charles Johnson, you can just throw a dart. I landed on Carlos Candelario, somebody like that. I think that's a good, solid scrap. But do I do I see Charles Johnson? And, and he's an exciting guy. Had some good fight. Had a great fight with Brandon Royval. Charles Johnson is not a guy I see can even having a number next to his name as a UFC fighter. Your thoughts? Yeah, I had nowhere to go. I had no idea where to go. I landed on CJ Vergara. My yeah, first instinct was, it's fine. My first instinct was like Jake Hadley in London. I'm like, oh, wait, we already kind of did that to Charles Johnson. We did the Mikhaev. I'm like, let's not let's not make him do this again. Let's not make him the the the, the London job boy, you know, for no reason. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I'm sure as long as the UFC kept sending paychecks and, and you know, paying for his flight to London, he'd be okay with it. But I, I don't see why we should put him through that. So, uh, yeah, my, listen, yeah, Charles Johnson, tough, greedy guy. Let's, let's keep him, let's let him develop at his own pace. You know, he's... Uh, how many uh, pro fights is this for him? He's um, he's not like a super young guy, but yeah, fifteen pro fights. He's he's in the middle. He's in the middle of a career here. Middle, yeah, early stages, six years as a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no reason to argue. And look, let's let's be real fair here, Mike. Um, with respect to Charles Johnson and and Zagasimagulov, we wouldn't even be talking about this fight. Uh, at least from matchmaking perspective, if it had been bumped up to the main card from the main event being lost. Yeah, we'd be talking about it just being weird. And yes, I don't think either of these guys would be the wild card selection, which perfect segue. Let's do our wild card selection. We will select one fighter we're not match made for yet. Could be anybody from Iwan Kuchalaba all the way down to, say, Teresa Blada. Who knows? Could be anybody, AK. Could be anybody. Who did you go with? I want to think we picked the same person. I hope so. Because there's only one man who exemplifies. He's the living wild card himself, Ricky Tercios. I mean, this dude, the same person. You know, okay. I had to go with Ricky Tercios. I'd been saying on the pre-show, I really was putting my reputation on the line because on the uh, preview show, I was talking Ricky up a lot. Uh, his fight with Eamon Zahabi was like memorable, probably for the wrong reasons. Um, I think it was producer Casey who, pres- who presented the statistic. He landed in that fight something like 27, 20 something strikes out of like 230 strikes attempted. <laughs> Eleven percent, eleven percent, not great. And I and I applauded him for his efforts for just being for just being able to throw that many strikes when you when you're not having success. I I was like that's more impressive to me than landing because if you're landing, oh of course you're gonna keep striking. Imagine missing that much and still having that kind of heart. Um, so he got to show off more of his game this time. Some really fun scrambles with Kevin the Dad. I thought this fight had a lot of potential to be exciting. It was did not get a fight of the night. They went with four performance bonuses, which is fine, you know, but. I, I wish uh, Ricky Tercios and Kevin Natividad had gotten an extra 50 grand anyway. Um, at the very least, I hope this keeps Kevin Natividad on the UFC. He's owned three now, but listen, you win fight of the night. It used to be a guarantee that you would get one more fight. Not sure if that's the case anymore. But for Ricky Tercios, uh, again, a lot of directions you would go. I said, let's get a little weird here. Let's go with Guido Canetti, the ageless uh, ninja. Um, he's up there in age, but again, fun grappler. You can see some fun scrambles. I want to know if Tercios is just like, you know, unbridled enthusiasm and energy is enough to overcome sort of the technique and experience of Guido. Uh, a lot of ways you go with Ricky, but, um, I settled on a, a fellow, fellow ultimate fighter contestant, uh, uh a, a veteran of the ultimate fighter Latin America. So Mike, I don't know where you went. I'm going with, in my opinion, the MVP of the entire card, Natalia Silva. Natalia Silva, that knockout was ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. It was perfectly timed. Carissa Blade is like, I got to get a takedown here. And Natalia Silva's like, she's got to get a takedown here. And they both are thinking the same thing at the same time. And then a spinning back kick, like half of it hit her in the throat and half (laughs) of it hit her in the jaw. Just bad news. And she was just donezo. And Silva goes in there and, and finishes her. And I have to say, I picked against Silva. I picked against her both her UFC fights for the same reason. For the same reason. She fought someone who was much bigger, much longer. Just, I just felt like the size discrepancy was going to be too much. And Natalia Silva's like, Mike, you're an idiot. Stop picking against me. I'll beat any of these girls. So I think we got something here. I think we have something with her. She's won eight in a row. She's looked great in her two octagon appearances. 
And I want to see how good she is. And I want to test her against somebody who's going to get in her face. Someone who's probably going to take her down a couple of times and uh, possibly give her a lot more trouble than Teresa Blada did on the ground. So to me, my pick, Natalia Silva. Let's see what you got against Jillian Robertson. Oh, I like that fight. I'm going with that. For a second there, I thought you were going to say, wait a minute, Natalia Silva... Oh, yes. Okay. I got my weight classes wrong. Okay. Okay. Yes. No. Uh, yeah. Jillian Robertson. That's a big jump up. Is it at the, in this division? I don't know. <sighs> Jillian Robertson is such a weird, uh, weird person to kind of gauge because she's fought, I want to say, the most time, most or second most times um, in the 125 pound division. She's beaten some good names. She's also lost to like a kind of some, definitely some randos. She does kind of feel like a gatekeeper, right? And yeah, I guess that's what it's like. I guess that's what Yeah. She's probably a top 25 ish flyweight. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in that. I think I have her at 26. Sure. Um, yeah, I, th I think that's a that, yeah. that's a fine little step up. I mean, there's just not a ton of fighters in this division. No. I don't want to see her fight. I mean, maybe Antonita Shevchenko or something. I don't know. But I think Jillian Robinson's like a good test. Like, I want to see what we have with her. And I just feel like Silva's so ruthless in there. And and I, and I think this would be a good fight for, for Jillian, too, because a lot of the questions I have about Jillian, I think Silva will present those types of problems towards her about, you know, getting cracked, how you're going to deal with it. If you can't get her out of there in the first round, like how you going to deal with the aftermath of that. So, yeah, I think this is about as good as we can get. I don't want to jump her too, too high, but I feel like this is the right, the right step up. I feel like we're going to give her something. We gave her Jazz and Jazz Devizius. We gave her a debuting fighter, a 20-year-old. No, we don't need to throw her against a ranked fighter, but I think this is a good little step up. Good little jump up. This is exactly where we need to go. This might be the first on to the next one we've ever done, Mike, where we we didn't matchmake any of the winners or wild cards or whatever with an actual like top 15 ranked opponent. Yeah. Or even is, like close. is Dominic Reyes ranked in the UFC rankings? Oh, in the UFC rankings, I have. I mean, our rankings now. No, we took we gave him the boot. We had and we had him at like he was still hanging around like nine or ten or something. Uh, uh UFC rankings. He is twelfth again. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't count. UFC rankings. That doesn't. That's a UFC ranks. They don't count. They don't. They don't have uh you know undisputed number one light heavyweight Corey Anderson. Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon. Sorry. He uh oh. he did not. Oh, he did not take care of his. Oh, this is gonna sound. I'm taking shots at Corey Anderson, but I I mean, feels just no. We have these like internal discussions about the the light heavyweight division. One of them is like, man, could could one of them was like, could Corey Anderson have gone? Was he going to get more number one votes? He was actually number one on one of our panelist ballots heading into belt or two eighty eight, and um. Uh, I mean, a lot of us thought he was at least going to get a bump up, if not put him number one. He's got some great previous wins over, like, you know, Glover Teixeira, stuff like that, Jan Blachowicz. Um, But, uh, yeah, for anyone, I'm, I'm, I don't know how many people watch Bellator. He, uh, Vadim Nemkov took care of business, man. He held on to his spot, and uh, Corey Anderson will not be receiving any first-place votes. in the, Or if he does, uh, I'm going to have to have a conversation with some people. But that will, <laughs> that will not be happening. Um so yeah, uh, uh, Dominic Reyes, maybe, maybe Mike, yeah, the only one that's even close to the top 15. But depending who you ask, I, I do wonder where Dominic Reyes like, sits in the eyes of the fans now. Because there's some people who are probably just like outside the top 20, like how can you even rank this guy anymore? Just because he hasn't he hasn't won a fight or beaten a, name, a notable opponent in years now. So um, not, not to slam Dominic Reyes anymore. But yeah, there's just so many ways we could have gone with this because um, this was a weird card. Yeah. This was a weird card, Mike. This was not a card where we thought it would have any shake up in the rankings. Uh, after Derek Lewis and, and Spivak went off, the only fighter ranked in the MMA Fighting Global rankings was uh, Jennifer Maya. Uh, she was number eleven going in. So, and she very likely probably will face a top fifteen opponent next. But if it gives you again any idea of how like lightly we regarded this matchup with Marina Morose, neither of us picked Jennifer Maya as our as our wild card. So, you know, we leave that we leave that to the listeners, Mike. I felt like from a bet from a betting perspective, that was the easiest money to be made on the. That was crazy. Time. When Morose closes what like minus one ninety or minus two hundred. Yeah, right? almost a my almost a two to one that favorite. So disrespectful. Yeah, that's Jennifer did exactly what I thought she was going to do. So, yeah. uh, good win for her. She's probably going to have to fight like a Casey O'Neill or a Macy mm -hmm. Barber next. But yeah, yeah. So I think with the UFC rankings, I think the only two fighter I, I picked two fighters who are currently ranked in the UFC rankings: D Rod and. 
D rounds number 15 at welterweight. Okay. It's not in our rankings, but uh, do we have any extracurriculars, AK? Let me or just do- make a note here. I, I have not been as diligent keeping track of uh, checking the tapes before, uh, or, you know, specifically for no points. Like when people ask us questions, that's always fun. But uh, I, I, when we first started the show, Mike, we were getting like a handful of submissions. It was a lot easier for me to keep track of everyone's picks. Now the show is, has exploded. I think you you and I have both been getting offers to fight on the next Misfits card. Uh, we are, I think we're influencers now. So, you know, we, no, 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 we don't get that many, but, but certainly much, 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 much more than when we started the show. Um, so it has been a bit harder for me to keep track of all the picks. So I will say guys, if you want your auto points, uh, at least just nudge me, just remind me, um, I'll, I'll do my best to check, uh, if it was a unanimous pick or not, usually I have pretty good memory. So, uh, and with that in mind, uh, Hayes, the third, I will give you a point, sir. I don't know how many people mentioned Danny Gay and Damon Jackson. Um, also, he wants to check the tapes for Jimmy Crute and Alonzo Menafield. I feel like that was a pretty popular pick. Either way, if both these are group picks. Uh, you're the only one who nudged me and reminded me. So I haven't given one of these out in a while. But Hayes, you're also a very diligent uh, matchmaker. And, uh, and, I, and I haven't always gotten to all of your, your selections. So Hayes, take a take an out no point. One full out no point for Hayes Bethard. I feel like I will be giving out an out no point as well, AK. I got a <sighs> nudge as well. But in the middle of the picks. Okay. So okay. I, I I will go to that. Uh, do you want to disclaim, AK? My only disclaimer is, and I saw this once. Uh, it was corrected, but I have a feeling some other people might trip upon this. Um, uh, of course, again, uh, guys, you know, if you if you're the only person to get a pick, that's a big fat uh, no point your way. People, please watch out for wrong weight classes. People who have fought already, put a two or three in there if you know they fought before, please. Uh, notable injuries, you know, especially it was recently reported that someone's gonna be out for a year. It's like why why waste time? Uh, Releases a bit hard to keep track of, you know, try to avoid those. And uh, the worst one, most egregious, uh, fighter could already book. There's just so many ways to check. Topology, SureDog, MMAfighting.com, of course. Pick the database or news site of your choice and just just check if these people are booked. And uh, and teammates, I mentioned this last one because I think that just in case anyone throws out, you know, Enzuchuku, Alonzo Menafield, uh, they are teammates, friends, that fight's not uh... happening. He's, didn't he mention oh. he he said Menafield helped? Didn't he say Menafield helped him? Wasn't he one of the people? Wasn't he one uh, of maybe. the nine hundred people? I think he, it's hard to remember. He was one of I think nine hundred people. He think I believe Menafield left because Menafield for his last fight. I think he left for to uh-huh. with Pat Barry. I don't know. Yeah, I think he thanked him. I think he did thank yeah, him. He might have which doesn't mean they can't fight. But I I I am going to put the kibosh on that for now. I don't think that's okay. happening anytime soon. And of course, guys, uh, your picks might be doo doo, and we don't want to read it. So uh, please, no doo doo. I already had to correct some people privately. I won't call out people on there, but yeah, Mike, Mike, go ahead. If you pick it, it, it and I'm going to add to this, please. If you pick a fighter who has been match made for, and the fight was first reported by MMAfighting.com, you get two <laughs> doo-doo points. So I'm just putting that out there. Uh, Chris London, not a great card, but I'm here to gamble and match make. Gambling went well. Let's make some matches. Spivak versus Lewis, put it on the 12-10 card for three rounds. Maybe... Uh, as of right now, there is a hole in the card. Uh, Cameron Simon was supposed to fight Ronnie Lawrence. Uh, Ronnie Lawrence will not be fighting on that card. There's no opponent found for Cameron Simon as of yet. So if they don't find one, maybe you could throw that one on there instead. But that fight, there's so many fights in that card. I just don't know if it happens, but we'll see. Enzichuku versus Volkan Ozdemir, AK. Are we ready to, to go that route? Yeah, so I'll just say this now. The one I saw the most, and I'm sure you'll read some of these out, uh, Enzuchuku versus Dustin Jacoby. That that seemed to be yeah. the most popular pick. But I did I did see an Uzdemir option in there, and it had me. I'm like, okay, uh, Uzdemir just lost to Krilov, right? Yes. So kind of makes sense. Uzdemir is a ranked guy too. Uh, I, he's still I think top fifteen. Pretty sure he's in the top fifteen of our rankings. I know I was keeping in there, him in there for a while. Yeah, if you want to go in the ranked direction, Arias is a good choice, and Uzdemir is a good choice. Okay, yeah, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. High stand versus Alatangay Lee, Ricky Tercios, Dana Batgari, Morales, Trevin Jones, Miles Johns, Tony Gravely, Jennifer Maya, Casey O'Neill, Charles Johnson, Malcolm Gordon, Andre Fialio versus Pete Rodriguez. Jeez Louise. Pete beats Mike Jackson. Now we're going to throw him in with Andre Fialio and just like seventh pro fight. You're insane. Uh, but okay. Salakov versus D-Rod. You've redeemed yourself. Chase Sherman versus Mo Usman. What do you think about this one, AK? Waldo Cortez Acosta. Because we've been waiting for two years to try to find the right matcher for this guy. Versus Walt Harris. 
Oh, I thought you say Juan Espino. Uh, yeah, I got that as well from someone on Instagram just called Steven. No, not our own Steven Morocco, I don't think. Just Steven, no last name. And it raised my eyebrows, Mike. I, I said, um, yeah, I like it. Uh, it's it's a fight that I feel like even if Walteris loses, I don't think we'd be sad unless it was like a super devastating knockout. But again, we haven't seen if Cortez Costa can pull one of those off at the UFC level. So I don't I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. Um, and there, for anyone who saw, there was an update sort of in the in the Walt Harris, uh, you know, uh, case is on. We report on MMAfighting.com. Um, the uh, suspected uh, the suspect in the Anaya Blanchard, you know, his his stepdaughter, her death uh, is has been indicted. So, you know, still a lot of still a lot more to do in that case. But hopefully Walt Harris and his family can find find some sort of justice. And uh, we do get to see Walt Harris fight at least one more time. I don't know where he is in his career, how much longer he wants to keep fighting, but it, it would be a nice moment to see him fight fight again. And, and uh, Cortez Acosta, tough opponent, but, you know, maybe Walt Harris beats him, goes out in a win. Be, it, it would make us all feel good, I think. Yes. John Ray, that flyaway fight was some of the most insane fun I've ever had. It was so dumb. LOL. Johns versus Gravely. Maya versus the Cortez. Hebas winner. JDM versus Randy Brown. Winner gets a ranking. Salikov versus the Lawler Ponzinibbio winner, old guy fights. WCA versus Jake Collier, Enzuchuku versus Mirzakhanov, Spivak versus Ivanov. So we're moving on, I guess, because he likes Lewis versus Rosenstrike, winner or lose against Christakis. Dylan Danis versus Hasbula at Power Slap. No, Dylan Danis is apparently boxing KSI. What the <laughs> frick, dude? That's just doo-doo all around. Not just for the person who made that pick, not knowing that uh that Dylan Dan is fighting, but just for that fight existing. That's just yeah. a, that's just... Ben, Kennedy and Chuku versus Mirzakanov, another one. Uh WCA versus Chris Barnett could be a banger. Salakov versus Morono. Uh JDM versus Max Griffin, nice vet test. Charles Johnson versus Jay Cadley. Gerard, Enzuchuku versus the OSP Linz winner, Kuchalaba to the PFL. Not a bad idea. Has has Lynn stepped in for Gus? He's fighting OSP, yeah. He At stepped least... in for Gus. Yes. Okay, I actually yeah, Gus was literally is out. not a... Okay, I was not aware of that. I knew Gus was out. I did not know they had found. A... All right, great. Cool. Uh, WCA versus Martin Boudet. Salikov versus Jeremiah Wells. JDM versus Chaos Williams in Perth. Jennifer Maya, Aaron Blanchfield. Ricky Tercios versus the Marcelo Rojo Francis Marshall winner. Miles Johns, Johnny Munoz, Vanessa Demopoulos, Ariani Carnalosi. Let's go to Toby. Do we have anything new here? Kuchalava versus Prachnio. Acosta versus Arlovsky. I feel like that's going to be a popular one as we move on here. I feel like maybe the Arlovsky happen. test happens. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know if it's next. It'll happen. Salikoff, Wells, Fialho, Brian Battle. Don't mind that one. That's not bad. JDM versus D-Rod. Danny Roberts, Tim Means, Johnson Durden, Zalgus Estevan, Maya Araujo. Let's go to the winners here. John's Alatani. Maya Araujo is one of those fights. I got a lot of that too. One of those fights I swore has happened. It's not, a, I don't think it's even been, but I think it's just, the, I think they fought a lot of the same opponents. I think they've been in the same orbit and like in the same, around the same spot in the rankings. I'm surprised that they have not fought each other. So I'm so, I'm so down to make that happen. Tercios, Johnny Munoz. Uh, that would be so fun. Yeah, Demopolis versus Viana, High Stand versus Blackshear, uh, Silva versus Jillian Robertson. There you go. Tino, Natalia Silva versus Molly McCann, spinning back kick versus spinning back elbow. Ak, what do you think about that idea? This is wait, who sent you this? Is this someone who also sent to me? Tino, is this? Tino, Tino Alvarez. Alvarez. Okay, okay. He doubled up. He doubled dipped. Okay, oh, that's, that's fine. No, no, that's fine. I just there's gonna be doo doo in here. I can already feel it. Because uh, oh, oh, there is. Oh, there is, Mike. But you hold on. Okay, let's Tino. We're gonna we're get, you're getting some extra air time today. Uh, yeah, sorry. So I had I did have the chance to look over Tino's picks before. Now, Mike, you said double doo doo for a fight that was reported by MMA Fighting First. And I'm I, looking right I, at it. And then, hold on, no, please, please. Before you, I see you have you have two you have two handfuls of doo doo right now. Before you fling them in Tino's direction, I, I will say I because I always tell people check topology. Like that's like kind of the go to check topology. It is not up there on topology yet. Okay. He's checking now for anyone. Mike is checking now. 
because uh, because I I saw this come up and I'm like I'm pretty sure Tyson Nam is fighting and I didn't see it and, and and I'm like where did I hear that and I'm like oh that's right my best friend broke that news and then myfighting.com so Mike I leave it up to you you can fling that dude to it Tino but again I, I have to take some responsibility because I do tell people to check Topology I have a feeling that is what Tino did and Topology for whatever reason amazing website I think again right up there with SureDog is the best database in in the game. Um, has not added that fight yet so all right mike mercy 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 i'm gonna take half of one of the doo-doo piles <laughs> and put it in a bag and i'm gonna light it on fire and ring your doorbell okay oh, so i'm not so... gonna flick i'm not gonna flick both at you you still have to step on a half of a pile of doo-doo um there yeah tyson i didn't even expl- i don't even know if we just explained that what happened there tyson, ty- uh, what, tyson what dan versus charles johnson was the pick Is tyson right? was fighting okay, bruno okay. silva Okay, it's first okay. reported by myself and Damon Martin. Okay. Uh, so no double doo-doo, but you do get a flaming little bag <laughs> on your on your on your doorstep. Uh Silva McCann, do you like this matchup? Uh I don't like it. I don't like it. Um I was fi- people know I was fine with Blanchfield, Molly McCann. You were as well. Um, because you know, we're very high on Aaron Blanchfield. We're very high on Natalia Silva as well. Uh, but I think for Molly McCann, you're you again, the next thing for her is a London card against a not a prospect against someone that's a much more that's lower in the rankings that you know is favorable. This is what against you do. It's her opponent. Teresa Blaza would be better. Sure. There you go. Teresa Blazer, right? Um, this is what you do with McCann. You you have her win big she's a star over in, in the UK. You have her win big fights, hopefully get more exciting knockouts. I mean, again, that was her her London appearances have been the perfect storm so far, um, as far as boosting her popularity. And then when you want to bring her back to Las Vegas or Man Square Garden, then you find you match her up with an Italia Silva or whatever. So you got to keep building her back up. She has that star power, right? Where so you, you and you keep that viable. Don't worry about building her up as a contender. Like again, if she had beaten Aaron Blanchfield, sure, we could talk about it. She didn't come close. Aaron Blanchfield's a great fighter, no disrespect to Molly McCann. Um, so I don't like the idea of throwing in there with another blue chipper like Natalia Silva, not yet anyway. Again, let's build up Natalia Silva some more. Let's rebuild Molly McCann some more. And then, you know, then this is a big matchup somewhere down the road. Yeah. Molly McCann is the Derek Lewis of the UFC women's divisions. It doesn't matter. Rankings don't matter. Titles don't matter. It's just Molly's on a poster and we're excited. We want to see her fight and we want to see her Mm -hmm. win. Wins and losses don't matter. We want her to win more, but, and you could use her name for, the Aaron Blanchfields of the world. I just don't understand why. I know Ariel and and some others were against the matchmaking, but it's just why? Why are you against the matchmaking? It's perfect. It makes perfect sense. But we're not here to get into that. Uh, D- Demopolis versus Tabitha Ricci, Tercios versus Kyung Ho Kang on the Soul Fight Night card. Miles Johns, Johnny Munoz again. Uh, Johnson Tyson Nam. We already talked about that. Uh, JDM versus. Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov on the Perth card. Jack continues to be the Dagestanian hunter. Has he not only, again, I, I did look at this this message before. Has he not only fought one Dagestani guy? Am I not mistaken? Just, uh, just Amiv, I think. Unless yeah. there was before the UFC. Unless before the UFC, did he knock off some notable Dagestani fight? You, you, you need to, he, he, I mean, again, okay, if you want to start a run as the Dagestani hunter, that's fine. But he is not continuing. He's, he's one guy so far. This one guy. Kennedy and Chuku versus Dustin Jacoby. We talked about that in yeah, WCA versus Nascimento. Uh let's go to Marcus, UFC 281. Pereira versus Prohashka if he defeats Tashera, Adesanya versus Hamzat Shamaya for the interim title. I hate both of those ideas, so I'm not even gonna react to those. Check the tapes. Tiago Moises versus Guram Kutataladze. So I will those are just two random names in the mix. So I'm, I'm just going to give you the point. I'm going to believe you on this. Hold on. Kennedy. Let me also give a point. I just searched my database when I was keeping a better track of these. MMA heads, who I have not heard from in a while. Also, probably because I've been so bad at giving out points. MMA heads, if you're out there, uh, you can take this point as well. Okay. As far as this card goes, Enshichuku, Merzakanov, Cortez Acosta, Andrzej Salakov, Jack Della Maddalena. No, 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 no. No? Okay. Not yet. No, don't just do the winners thing with these two guys. They're they're in totally different points in their careers. And Natalia Silva versus Marina Moreau. So, yeah, sure. Let me take a deep breath, because every time I click this guy's name, it could be the last time we click his name for a while. Dad Jackson, does he live to match make another week? Let's click and find out. 
Natalia Silva versus Priscilla Cachuera. Ricky Tercios versus Guido Canetti. Jack Della Maddalena versus Muslim Salikoff in Perth. In parentheses, easy pick, I know. Cortez Acosta versus Muhammad Usman. And Zuchuku versus Khalil Roundtree. Dad Jackson, you're still alive. There you go. So I'm done, AK. On to you. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. You're not you're bad, hanging around. Bad. You're you're being a little more meticulous. You're not just ripping six shots of Jaeger before <laughs> you pick one fight at a time. You actually put all these in as one message. So we're getting better, Dad. We're getting better. Go ahead, my best friend. All right. Uh, well, I just had a live exchange with our pal Tristan Cordet on email. Uh, just just I, I let him know. I he he mentioned Enzuchuku versus OSP. I was not aware that. Uh, that uh, OSP already had a replacement opponent. So uh, Tristan now says, uh, still have OSP face Enzo Chuku, win or lose. If OSP gets destroyed, uh, OSP may not be in the UFC much longer. Oh, gets destroyed by Enzo Chuku. Yeah, that's that's certainly possible. So uh, so OSP win or lose against Philly Flynn's versus Kennedy uh, Enzo Chuku. That's fine. Um, GDM versus Brian Battle. Uh, I, again, I like the idea of slow rolling Madalena, but I think Battle's quite a bit behind him and i like brian battle a lot but i think jdm at this point would just like annihilate him um but i guess if you want to put on a show in perth but uh again i guess maybe i'm a fan of brian battle so i don't want to necessarily see him put being put forth as like that yeah they're um, not gonna sac- put those two guys together yeah yeah i like i like him and i, I don't want to see him as that sacrificial lamb in, in in australia uh and he uh silva versus melissa gato and just wants you to know uh Tristan says he's also very high on Natalia Silva, Mike. So you guys are on riding that Natalia Silva bandwagon. I think a lot of people are after Saturday night. She's definitely one of the more talked about names. Got herself a, a bonus. Uh, Jay Donaghy, the Poconos picker. Let me see if there's anything different here. Uh, a lot of these we've seen before. And uh, I want to talk again about he's uh, Jay suggested a ref stoppage segment. He said maybe just make a poll. Because uh, a robbery, robbery review involves a minimum 15-minute review. Ref review would only require you to rewatch end sequence. Does not leave room for much debate. That's what you think. Is the MMA world? There's always room for debate. We could run. We could. We could have a hundred, a hundred different angles of something, clear angles of something, and play in the slowest of slow motion, and still someone would, still two people would disagree on it. Uh, I also had another content idea of giving the fight card a three stars category. This would be an opportunity to highlight the night's three best fights. I mean, you kind of. Have, for us, obviously, not the UFC. Um, we could kind of do that, but it's, I don't know, so much happens like on a, on a fight card. It's like breaking it down to, to like one number doesn't make sense. You might have a card with like five stars. You might have a card with only really one star. Um, sometimes the performance bonuses are really accurate and sum it up. But anyway, Jay, thank you for um, thank you for the content suggestions. We, o- we always appreciate them and, and frankly, always need them in this industry. So uh, I really appreciate it. Um, Going to Instagram here, Beans Extreme Memes and Zuchuku versus Maxim Grishin. Uh, sure, maybe, yeah, actually, I was gonna say a notch below some of the names we've suggested, but Charles Johnson versus Tim Elliott. Uh, Beans says that's a big jump, but Johnson is too old for featherweight to uh, flyweight, excuse me, to wait around. He's not like super old, he's like 31, isn't he? Oh, Charles! Like old Charles Johnson. He's like old, old. Yeah, he's not he's like he's not he's super not, old. Yeah. Uh, also, also, uh, Tim Elliott is injured, uh, so he'll have to wait around anyway. So I don't know if that's if that makes sense. But I do love uh, Ricky Tercios versus uh, Willie Cat Daniel Santos. That's an awesome pick. Sure. James Sherwood. Uh, Mike, how do you feel? Enzuchuku versus Carlos Ulberg? No. No, you're not. You're not sold on Ulberg yet. Too too high. It's too high. Too high. Yeah, we. I mean, there's there's other ways to get both guys over, and I I think Goldberg, I think Goldberg's pretty over right now. To throw him in there with Inchichuku, plus they. Oh no no no, they fought already, and Inchichuku knocked him out. Oh, he, he did. Oh, how did I forget that? That was that was a uh, second. Goldberg's uh, second fight or his first that was fight. First, second that was first. That wasn't that long ago. Wow, a little doo a little doo for me. Sprinkle a little doo on my plate, guys. Uh, I'm gonna have lunch soon. Uh, you can sprinkle a little doo on there. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look it up. Uh, Ken, yeah, at UFC 259, March 2021. So uh, beans. That's is this beans or is this James? This is James Sherwood. Uh, doo for both of us, my friend. I'm sorry. We should have. Uh, I should have remembered that. Yeah, that did sound familiar. 
Uh, and for that, I will not read the rest of it. Also because uh, some of these picks have already made. And I'm also going to pass over a lot of Ricky Tercio's uh, Brady Houston picks just because a lot of people pick the same guys for both of them. Um, they're, they're just, which makes sense. They're both the ultimate fighter. Tercio's beat Houston in the finals. They're they're kind of in the same range of opponents. So I saw a lot of like Tercio's versus Ann Hilliger or Brady Houston versus Chad and Hilliger. So, okay, fine. Uh, though I will say one more from James. Uh, Mike, what do you think of Houston fighting the uh, Raul Rosas uh, J. Perrin winner UFC 282? Interesting. I don't hate it. Okay. Yeah, that might be the right test for Rosas if, if Rosas gets past Perrin. Uh, let's jump. Oh, man. Again, some of them. Yeah, just Tino Alvarez. Jay Steiner, a Otno original. And Zachuku versus Mirzakhanov. Kuchalaba versus Reyes, Mike. Does that tickle your fancy at all? That's fine, but I don't like Ensichuku. Like needs the Reyes rub, I think. Kuchalaba doesn't. You know okay. what I mean? Like Kuchalaba okay. is just who he is. Losing to Kuchalaba would definitely kind of let us know, like, okay, this this is it. Either I think he loses to either of those guys. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah. Thank I think you that's for like too far a step back. Um. Uh, and uh, Della Maddalena versus Chaos Williams. I actually like that matchup a sure. lot. Uh, Catalano messaging me. I sh- okay. I ain't got much to say for Otno except Don Giacomo against the Leech. In pr- uh, is Jack Della Della Maddalena Don Giacomo? I guess. <laughs> have you heard of this before? Is this I have a- not. I have not. Okay. Don Giacomo against uh, Leech Lang in Perth. Let's go. All right. Thank Ooh, you, Catalano. Okay. Sure. That's a big jump up. Um, but again, he's looked freaking amazing in his fights so far. Uh, all right, I'll hop over to Twitter now. Let's close the show with Twitter. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer 2, Miles Johns versus Tony Gravely. I feel like this has been suggested like a hundred times. I feel like I thought this fight already happened. Somehow it hasn't. UFC, please make this a reality so I can stop talking about it. Matt Canaday. This is a this is a message directly for you, Mike. Uh, Matt Canaday says, prospect versus prospect. Della Maddalena versus Ian Gary. No. He called it the Mike Heck special. I don't know if he's it's not a Mike Heck special. Is... I no. think he's being sarcastic. I assume this yeah. is sarcasm. This is no. new. This is trolling. You're getting trolled. No. Ian Gary. Ian Gary's far behind JDM. Like JDM's ready. JDM's ready. Ian Gary is not quite there. Like beating. Who was his last win? Who was Ian's last win? Is that 276? Not, not, Who was not, Dar- not Darian Weeks. That was his first fight, right? Um, that was, no, that wasn't his first fight. That was that, 273. Was Gabe Green? Gabe Green. Gabe Green. Oops, so he's beaten, he beat Jordan Williams, Darian Weeks, and Gabe ah, Green. Ah, okay, okay. That was the first, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to do uh, a little more. Okay, I I don't love it. I just want to know if this person was trolling you, which was what I said. Yeah, this 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 fight could be uh, those two guys are gonna fight each other, and it's gonna be big when they do. But it's just a it's a couple of years away. Uh, Barry O'Reilly comes in with uh, Demopolis versus Loopy, sure. Miles Johns versus Javid Bashtrat. I like that a lot. I think that's the right test for both guys. Uh, Demopolis Loopy, versus... a rematch? Did he did he say did rematch? Fight? Did they fight? He did not. Did they fight as well? For the LFA Strawway title. Oh, they oh see, I'm off as well. Oh well, there you go. Barry, listen. We gotta uh we gotta we gotta check these. Yeah. <laughs> October 2020, LFA 94. LFA lost that she lost the LFA at Demopolis, lost the LFA Strawway title to Lupi. Oh man. Uh oh, he did write a comment. Mm-hmm. Nope, did not did not recognize the uh rematch shift. Okay, all right, all right. Well, listen, listen, Barry, neither did I, neither did I. Uh, Cortez Acosta versus Dante Mazur. Sean Haywood. Ter- uh, I don't want to. Oh well, I do. I said I wasn't going to read too many of these, but Tercios versus Tony Gravely. I I think Tony Gravely would. I like Ricky Tercios a lot. I think people. This is bantamweight's a pretty deep division. There's a lot of good options for him in the lower tier. I think a guy like Tony Gravely would smoke him. Maybe I think too highly of Tony Gravely. I don't know, but not bad. I'd not bad. It. Okay, I not think Tony bad. Gravely smokes him. Though. I think Tony Gravely's really 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 good like i think in another i've told you like i think in another division he's like a top 15 guy i think he just happens to be in like the second or third toughest division in all of them um cortez acosta versus bozer thank you sean four corner sports and why kuchalaba versus crute 
Uh, oh, this is a oh, accrued Menafield loser. Okay, no Enzichuku pick, I don't think. Interesting. Or maybe I missed it. Or as well, oh, sorry, it was already uh, they Enzichuku and Jacoby. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Tercios versus Guido Canetti. I agree. I love it. Okay, I'm moving on. Adam McDonald, Madalena versus Randy Brown. I I love the matchup. I just think Randy Brown deserves a ranked guy at this point, right? Yeah. I don't think it's fair to throw him in there with a, a, a guy who, a killer who, if he beats, like in our eyes and our eyes, the hardcore fans might boost him up a little bit, but won't make, like, actually bump him up in the rankings because I would think Madeline's behind him. Uh, Demopolis yeah, it's, versus. It's interesting. It's interesting. Demopolis versus Pierre Rodriguez. Uh, I like it. And Natalia Silva versus Agapova. I think Adam is seeking another highlight for Natalia Silva. Respect with respect to Agapova. Yeah. Uh, Francesca, our man in Italy, loves Salakov versus Daniel Rodriguez, Della Maddalena versus the Leech, and uh, Charles Johnson, Cody Durden. Yeah, that would be a fun one. Just the last few here. Let's see. Hey, and these ones I have not had the chance to screen, so hopefully they're doo-doo free. Hayes Bathurd, uh, who I mentioned before, he got himself a point. Uh, Cortez Acosta, dude has a unique style for heavyweight. Go with Parker Porter next. Parker Porter doesn't have a fight. He's Parker Porter is booked. That's what I thought. Parker Porter. Is booked. Uh, who the hell is he fighting? Justin Taffa, UFC yes, 284. Yes, yes. Hayes, but third. Come on. Dude. That is, a, that is a straight doo-doo pick. I'm trying to see if they can do the condition. Oh, Hayes. You're, you're so much better than this. Um, Tercios, Trevin Jones, sure. I'm assuming Trevin. Now, 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 all these picks are suspects. Now I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm tiptoeing around doo doo, but I, I'm pretty sure Trevin Jones does not have. A I already have some on my plate, like I said. Uh, anyways, thank you, Hayes. Take, enjoy your point. You know what? You, this is a rare week where someone gets a point and also serving up doo doo. So, uh, congratulations on that one. Uh, Marcus McGahey calls this the counter, the killer knee, the killer knee. The Killer Knee and Zachuku edition, aka the aka the yeah, I don't think I can say that nickname edition. Oh, that's true. What is uh and oh yes, I agree. This is, it's 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 like the black beast. It's like it just feels a little uncomfortable to be to be saying it. Um, but hey, it's Kennedy's chosen nickname, so if he likes it, he likes it. Uh Enzuku versus OSP Lynn's winner, sure. Waldo Mo Usman. Oh, has this come up, Mike? Salakov and Luke? It is not, but I like it. What do you think of JDM and Luke? I love it. Man, that would be nuts. I think Jack that would, would win. Crazy. I think Jack would knock him out. That would be freaking crazy. I, I think Jack would knock him out. I think Jack I think Jack Della Madalena can knock out anyone. Yeah, he's just so he's so on the right watch, day, man. He can okay, I'm not picking up to be like Leon Edwards, Kamar Usman, those like like tomorrow. But I'm saying you give this guy the right seasoning. He 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 he's absolutely world title contender material, and yeah. who knows? Who knows? Maybe a world champion someday. Yeah, Probably be a four division champion. champion. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you, Marcus. I can't. I'm not going to read. I can't read all of these. Uh, was Thomas Collins? You want Kuchalaba to BKFC? Oh well. The problem is a lot of the success he's had in the UFC is with his grappling. We know he can throw. He can definitely throw. He has power in his hands, but he hasn't had a lot of success lately throwing with people. So I don't know if that's such a good idea. Uh, this yeah. came up a bunch, a bunch of times. Or go to PFL. I don't mind the PFL idea. Uh, Salikov, Michel Pereira. This came up a bunch of times. They were booked, I think, January last year. Not this year. January last year. And it, it is a shame we lost that one. So I would love to see that remain. And I'm, I'm a fan of uh, a few said this one as well. Maya Random Maverick. I'm a fan of that one as well. Uh, thank you, Thomas Collins. And I think we're going to wrap with Adam McDonald. Um, Madeline versus Randy Brown, Charles Johnson, Alta, Mar Alta, Alta Murano, uh, Kennedy, and Dustin Jacoby <laughs> for jokes only. I guess coming off 281, uh, Dominic Reyes, Sam Alvey. Uh, yeah, you know what? That's the right test for both guys. I want, I want to know how much they have left. I agree. And they said, thanks, uh, for uh, the whole team, as always, always listening to the podcast network. Appreciate the consistent work you guys do. Thank you, Adam. So, going on a positive note there, Mike. Yes, I'm not sure what next week's going to look like in terms of shows. Yeah, because you guys have Amer American Thanksgiving. We have American Thanksgiving. Uh, heck of a morning. We'll do Tuesday. We're definitely not doing Thursday. Probably do Friday because we got to get you ready for that $50 PFL pay-per-view that everyone's so excited about. 
BTL will probably just be like a recorded pod, just recapping everything and talking about the $50 PFL pay-per-view. But as far as this show goes, no show next Sunday or next Monday, whenever this thing drops. But we'll be back in two weeks because we got some good ones coming up. We got UFC Orlando. That is next on the slate. Headlined by Steven Thompson, Kevin Holland. We got RDA versus Brian Barbarena. Mateus Nikolaou versus Matt Schnell. Ty Tuivasa, Sergey Pavlovich. Derek Brunson versus Jack Hermanson. Eric Anders, Kyle Dacus. Nico Price is back against Phil Rowe. Angela Hill versus Emily Ducote. We got a lot of ranks. We got a lot of ranked action on this card. It's got seven or eight, seven or eight like ranked fighters. Sick. Mm. Clay Guida, Scotty Holtzman. That's going to be fun. Michael Johnson, Mark Jacasey, Darren Elkins versus Jonathan Pierce, Tracy Cortez, Amanda Hibas, Natan Levy versus Gennaro Valdez, Francis Marshall versus Marcelo Rojo, and Yasmin Yergay is back against Estela Nunez. So this card is tremendous. This is a far cry from UFC Vegas 65 on paper, and we'll be back in two weeks to talk all about that, and then it's onwards and upwards to... UFC 282, the final pay-per-view event of the year, headlined by the rematch between Yuri Prohashka and Golda Teixeira for the light heavyweight championship of the world. So we are done. If this is the last, if, if you're going on vacation for Thanksgiving, we wish you a happy holiday week. And we appreciate all of your support and listening to the shows. Back in two weeks right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.